And now we turn to this morning's scripture reading, where we get to hear from Miss Stacy Highfield. We get to hear all about her faith and ministry journey, and what's led her to the point where she is now, serving over at Fenton United Methodist Church. Let's hear this morning from the book of Psalms and from Stacy Highfield. Good morning, Court Streeters. My name is Stacy Highfield. I am a certified candidate for deacon in the Michigan Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. My call to ministry began as a very general one. I just thought I do feel called to ministry. And the more I learned about the different calls within that call, I was very drawn to deacon because I learned that deacons are the ones who build the bridges between the church and the community. And after I shared with a friend about my call to ministry, she asked me, what is your dream? And I thought, wow. And I realized, and I told her, my dream is to make church a safe place for everybody where they feel and know that they are loved. And so that is what drew me to Deacon. And right now, I serve as the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministries at Fenton United Methodist Church, and I really enjoy my work and find it very fulfilling. I love young people, and I'm so honored to be entrusted with their spiritual care and formation. Now, this morning's scripture is from Psalm 8, and it reads this. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. All flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to well, God. Well, now it's time to introduce today's guest preacher. Today we welcome to the pulpit at the Court Street United Methodist Church, Alexis Cash. Alexis grew up just down the road in Gaines, and she's a member of the Gaines United Methodist Church family. Alexis has a degree from Bluffton University, and she's just finished her first year of seminary at Yale Divinity School. Alexis is seeking ordination in the United Methodist Church, and we are so very grateful for her voice and her presence today as she shares the good news of God's love with the people of the Court Street United Methodist Church. When I was younger, I used to gaze up at the night sky a lot. When riding home from a school event or after going out to dinner, I would look out the window at the stars. At one point in my observing, a specific constellation caught my eye. This group of stars had two flickering eyes, a crooked smile composed of three stars, a belly button, and two stars below it to represent feet. This constellation looked like a bear, 
So I named it Barry. Creative, I know. This is actually the constellation Orion, a Greek hunter, and sometimes I call him warrior bear. Over the years, I found myself frequently looking up at night, trying to find Barry. Seeing that constellation brought me a moment of quiet peace, comfort, and awe in a busy and sometimes difficult world. I am always amazed by the night sky, full of bright lights, colorful planets, and vast spaces of darkness. All of God's creation fascinates me, but there is something especially mysterious about the night sky and the things that we cannot see with the naked eye. Stars exploding into supernovas, spitting out a rainbow of gas and light, or galaxies colliding, merging many stars and planets to form a new galaxy. Despite the dangerous but beautiful events in the cosmos, we are grounded here on Earth. The miracle of gravity and the myriad of ways the universe works in perfect unison for life to exist and thrive on Earth is astonishing and humbling. Think about it. The entire cosmos is 13.8 billion years old. Earth is about 4.5 billion years old. Yet after all that time, we exist. Animals, plants, and all living things exist. Land and water are miracles. Life is a miracle. We are miracles. God, the creator of all that is, calls us to take care of this miracle we call home. The psalmist David reminds us to praise God for this creation and to humble ourselves before it. Psalm 8, Divine Majesty and Human Dignity. Our Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. David tells us three facts about God in this Psalm. God is present with all things, God is in control, and God redeems all of creation. First, God is present with all living things. Psalm 8 begins and ends with praise. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. It is meant to be sung, to be shouted. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Notice how it does not say your name around all the earth or your name above all the earth. God's name is known in all things. God is present with your dog and your cat. God is present with the deer and the birds. God is present with the trees and the flowers. Everything that is, all living beings, are created by God and are to be respected. We can look to Genesis for more insight about God's creation. After God spoke everything into existence, God called it good, blessing it, granting it divinity. 
We are all called alongside God to appreciate the inherent goodness of all of creation. Perhaps the order of creation can also tell us something about God. Humans were made last. I believe this calls us to acknowledge all of creation before acknowledging ourselves. All living things are as important as we are. We are only a tiny fraction of everything that exists. Everything that God placed under our feet is good, holy, and loved. We must do our best not to stomp on creation, but to walk with it, to get to know it, to get to know Earth, Earth, Earth's creatures. We can get to know nature and appreciate all that it does for us. I believe when we spend time with creation, we get to know who God is. When we get to know God, we come closer to knowing ourselves and the miraculous nature of our being. I ran cross country and track in college and spent part of every day outside running. My favorite runs were in the campus nature preserve. That was another time besides watching the stars that I could find peace and connect with God's creation. Not just the deer and the trees, but me. I could, I could connect with my body and my emotions while also connecting with nature. God can speak to us in a myriad of ways, and we can learn a lot about life and what it means to be part of creation. When we humble ourselves in nature, we learn that we are not the center of creation. We are not in control. God's creation does not need our permission to exist, but it counts on the cooperation between God and us to flourish. The second theme of this psalm is God's omnipotence or characteristic of being all-powerful. We observe this in the, in the verbs the psalmist uses. God sets the glory above the heavens, silences enemies, works with God's fingers, establishes the moon and the stars, is mindful of humans, cares about mortals, made humanity lower than angels, crowns them with glory and honor, gave humanity dominion over all things, and put all living things at humanity's feet. In this psalm, humans praise God and look up at the heavens. God is in control as seen as God, in God's actions in the psalm. This brings us into conversation about dominion. In referencing Genesis 1.26, the psalmist reminds us that God gave humanity dominion over all living things. This does not mean that we are free to do whatever we want with creation. This power given to us requires cooperation between God and us. Dominion is more of a responsibility to watch over and care for creation. In order to know what to do with our small fraction of control, we have to turn to God as the creator of all that is. Psalm 8 is wrapped in praise, praise and at the middle of this psalm is the work of God's hands including humans. What are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Humanity is at the center of this psalm, signifying the importance of humans to God. God created all that is, the cosmos, the earth, and all living things, yet loves us greatly. Although humans appear in the middle of this psalm, they are not at the center of creation. The earth is the third planet from the sun. The sun is the center of our solar system, and our solar system is not the center of the Milky Way galaxy. The Milky Way galaxy is one of billions of galaxies in the entire cosmos. We need to humble ourselves in these observations. We are not the center of creation, but God still loves us and gives us purpose. 
God blesses us with animals, plants, and natural wonders. In and on this beautiful world God created for us, God also gives us the opportunity to freely live, to accept Jesus and be saved from sin. Through redemption, we are given the opportunity to use our power and gifts for the benefit of all of creation. The final theme of Psalm 8 is that God redeems all of creation. We all make mistakes. It is easy for me to go about my busy day not paying attention to how I contribute to ecological injustice. We can praise the beauty of God's creation, which is good, but what else can we do to care for creation? How do we combat air and water pollution? Are we choosing to recycle? How are we contributing to the melting ice caps, rising earth temperatures, and destruction of animal habitats? I know I do not do a good job of taking care of the planet, and I am contributing to the harm of God's majestic creation. But there is hope. God gave humanity dominion, which can be translated in the New International Version, to rule over. According to the NIV Study Bible, quote, this royal status was marred due to Adam and Eve and restored by Jesus, unquote. Through Jesus, there is hope. We have the opportunity to try again. God has mercy and gives us opportunities to make a positive impact on creation. In this psalm, humans are overwhelmed by the universe. In quoting Harper Collins commentary, if redeemed by the Lord, they have the world at their feet, end quote. We can now be fully present with creation, praising God and working in cooperation to take care of nature. Redemption through Jesus allows creation to flourish. Humans are forgiven of sin against each other, against nature, and in that are able to care for creation properly. Creation takes care of us by providing us resources like food, shelter, air, and water. We are called to provide for creation too, which can be done if we seek redemption through Jesus. David in this psalm calls us to praise the work of God's hands. Don't forget to slow down every once in a while and look up, up at the sky. The work of God's hands reminds us that God is in control. God keeps us in mind and we must also keep God's creation in mind. God created all that is and sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. That redemption gives us the ability to keep trying our best to care for creation. Earth floating in the Milky Way galaxy is our home, a miraculous gift from God. It is the only earth we have. The condition we leave it in is the condition our descendants will inherit it. The work of God's hands, everything on earth is divine. We have the power to do something about eco-injustice. We are given divine permission to treat all living things with love. How do we love every living thing? We respect creation. We take responsibility for our harmful actions. And we do the best we can in cooperation with God to take care of all that is. But then there are spiders. And spiders make it really hard to love creation. But as scary as they can be, they are also a part of God's creation. Their webs are beautiful and intricate, and they keep many insects out of our homes. So we are called to love spiders too, safely, from a distance. I encourage you all to seek out encounters with nature, whether walking outside, sitting on your porch, or just looking out the car window, observing your surroundings. I ask that you be in that space intentionally and honor God's creation. 
Praise God for the beauty of all living things. Look up at the night sky every now and then and discover your own constellations and what they are communicating to you. If being outside is not accessible to you, try meditating. Imagine what it is like to be in nature, in the mountains, on a beach, walking the trails of a forest, or whatever is calming to you. Focus on what creation makes you feel and then thank God for it. Find a way that you are comfortable to connect with nature. Let creation speak to you. Let God speak to you. We are all called to marvel at the beauty of God's creation. And all we have to do is look up. Amen.